0: Welcome to Stolen Lunches Podcast, where we get to steal away to be fed spiritually by God. We hold virtual Bible studies every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which means, yes, you can tune in from anywhere at any time. If you miss a Bible study, that's where our Stolen Lunches Podcast comes in. So this Bible study was so good, so much great feedback and words of encouragement. So we
1: had to make sure we put this on the podcast for you. Let's dive in. So um, I pressed the record button um, so welcome to Stolen Lunches. We are 501c3 nonprofit Bible study community out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Stolen Lunches means to steal a way to be fed by God. Our Bible study community is for anyone who loves God and desires to grow in their faith journey no matter where you live. It makes it easy to receive um, inspiration throughout your busy schedule by holding virtual Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Bible studies. You can access, access them. With zoom by visiting stolenlunches.org to join our um, stolen lunches mailing list and to get um, a call and to get in on our prayer calls those are mondays and wednesdays at 6 a.m um and you can find all this at stolenlunches.org and um i hear ashley are are you the one that's going to be part of the give blessing bags in la starting yay we're gonna have give blessing bags is going to la y'all It is going to LA. Um, So go to uh, giveblessingbags.org, and that'll take you where you can sign up for the current ones that are happening in March and April. I'm not sure when LA starts. (laughs) But I think they're gonna be on the website as well going soon, so it is growing, growing. Thanks for stepping up and be a leader in that, um, Ashley. Really appreciate that. So our topic of study tonight is called Testimony Gladness. (laughs) And I got that name from kind of like the March Madness type feel, but instead of um, basketball, we are doing testimony services. The idea of being um, kind of like that old Pentecostal uh, testimonies. Um, And our uh, scripture reference for tonight is going to be um, Revelations chapter 12. Now, um, many of you already know Revelations is like the, you know, there's a lot of deep things to decode, but to get a full decoding of this chapter and all the revelations, you got to get in that Word, use that Advocate, the Holy Spirit, <laughs> to help reveal all the inner workings of it. So, you guys are going to get the TLT version. That's the the Tracy Lane transcribed version. <laughs> That's who I am, and I can only give it to you the way that you know, I, the way I understand, um, and the way that God has led me on tonight. Okay. So um, there's a. I'll give you some things, but there's a lot more there and you gotta go get it for yourself on that one <laughs> with the help of the spirit. So um, Revel- oh, I keep saying Reve- Revelations 12. Uh, let me pull it up on my phone. If you guys can pull that up. And we're starting at verse one. Um, our main verses will be um, Revelations 12 and 11 in um, that main section, verses tw- um, uh, seven through 12. However, I wanted to read the entire, um, the entire chapter to get, um, alt- to get, to make it more all encompassing. So in one, verse one, it says, and there appeared and a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet." And this is the um, ESV version. And on her head, a crown of 12 stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and 10 horns. And on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. And um, with that, um, at that first part where it says that he might, um, he might devour the sun as she, um, as um as he's given birth, I just want to remind you guys, back in the beginning, in Genesis 3 and 15, um, it was, um, you think about, in the beginning, God created the heavens, he created the earth, um, and then he created the animals, and then created man. First, he created Adam, and then from his rib he created Eve, and they were to eat of anything in the forest, except for the tree of life. However, there was a serpent in the tree of knowledge, of good and evil, and that serpent copes Eve to take a bite. Do you guys remember this story from the beginning? Uh, And um, so Eve actually took a bite um, of the tree, of the fruit from this tree, because she saw that it was good. It would give her wisdom, you know, and some knowledge that she didn't know. And when she did eat and saw that it was good, she then gave a piece of that fruit to her husband, Adam, and he ate as well. And then that's when um god they saw that they were hidden from god and god was like well who caused how do you even know that you're naked in this forest right now and they said well that serpent um he told us that this tree, this tree was good to eat and that if we ate of it we didn't die we wouldn't die um and um because of that, the serpent was given a curse. And that curse was, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy heel, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So the serpent will bruise the, the um, children that that lady birthed, he, he, uh, heel, and we would bruise their head, OK? So this is um, in Revelations, the end of the Bible, 12. And I'm just tying it back in. To um, Genesis um, in the beginning. So back at verse um, five. So she gave birth to a male child. So she's given birth, and the the dragon was trying to um, to trying to um, come in between her and the delivery of the birth. But she he did not succeed. She gave birth to a male child who is to rule all the nations with the rod of iron. But her child was caught, um, but her child was caught up to God and to his throne and the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God, where she is to be nourished for for 1,260 days. So um, in verse seven, it says, now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated. And there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. And if you um, think back to John 8, it says... Ye, speaking to the, um, to the devil, ye are the father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh, it's a lie. He speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. So um, that's in John, going back to the New Testament and John where it's speaking on who the devil, um, who he is. Um, and in Revelations here, we can see that he's the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels was thrown down with him. And all, and I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power of the enemy of our God and the authority of Christ have come for the cruiser of the accuser of your brothers has been thrown down. Who accuses them day and night before our God? And our key verse here is verse 11. And they conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For um, for the, they loved not their lives, even unto death. So, um. And back at verse 10, where it ends off, it says, who accused them day and night before our God? I was reading a Bible um, commentary by Michael Henry. And in it, he says, Satan hates the presence of God, but he is willing to stand in the presence of God to accuse you. And I was like, hmm, Satan hates God. And he is willing to stand in front of God just to accuse me. And I, I thought about like, well, think Satan standing before God in the Bible? And it came to me in Job, where he was seeking whom he may devour. And he was willing to stand before God in Job. Think about what he did to Job. Killed his whole family, took his whole land, and made his body sick. I was like, well, dang, man. That's gotta be pretty darn bad. This guy who was at war in heaven, didn't do what God told him to do, was kicked out of heaven. And he doesn't really wanna talk to the father but he will talk to the father simply to accuse us and to lie to us. This is who we're up against. Therefore, but he was kicked out of heaven um, and it says, and they conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and ye who dwell in them, but woe to you on earth and, and sea, for the devil hath come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Um, and when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the, to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Um, but the woman was given two wings of the great eagle who, so, so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and a half a time. And if you can go back um, and remember Isaiah 40 and 31, it said, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not faint. They shall walk. They shall run and not grow weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So um, I like that tie-in there where the serpent is coming out of the woman, but she gets wings like an eagle um, and goes into the wilderness. The serpent then poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to keep her away with with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman. And if we can remember in John um, James 4 and 7, it says, submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So it's like this biblical story (laughs) being weaved in here in um, Revelations 12. It says, but the earth came to the help of the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring on those who keep the commands of God and, um, and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea, okay? So that is all of Revelations 12. I hope I gave you um, a good overview of it where um, it's basically the story of Jesus where um, in the, like it started out with um, the um, Satan trying to come against Mary, the woman who, um, who I think represents us as people as we're giving birth to the things of God giving birth to the will of god and he's just trying to come against what it is that we're trying to put out there on the earth but it doesn't happen and we're still able to carry out god's work and he'll still come after us but he will give us those wings like an eagle so that we can soar and we he will keep coming but we still love and we still carry out the keep the commands and carry out god's will and he will continue to protect us time and time again and even though we have offspring. And he will come after them too, but that's part of his job. We keep go. We keep. We will overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, with, which is Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, and that advocate for us by the word of our testimony, which is like telling people how we have overcome in the past um, from the scheme of the enemy, and how the Lord is saving grace has saved us. Um, and um, we will um, continue on. Um, so our testimonies of how we have overcome that helps us destroy the enemy's deception he's the father of the lies but that doesn't mean anything because our by us telling our testimony we will overcome him and the beautiful thing with that is like you're like hold on if the devil who's been around forever and all his minions are coming to um, come against me and I'm, I have to go to the father and I'm by myself, like, how do I go to the father and tell my testimony and I go against the devil? But Jesus, with him, him dying for us and him giving us a savior, we don't have to go by ourselves. We have an advocate within us, the Holy Spirit, that we're going to the Father, too. You know? <laughs> and for when we don't have the words, when we don't know what even, even, is, what even the schemes of the devil are, we just know that we're being attacked, we don't have to know all those details. We just got to continue to go to the Father and ask for his help and his guidance with the help of the Holy Spirit. And like, look, I am your child. I'm the king, your witness here. <laughs> um, and he will help us, OK? So um, tonight, we're going to talk about telling our testimony which is how the Michael's angels were able to help conquer the, um, the enemy. And um, we are going to start out our testimony with our sister Kat, but first, given a testimony, but first I would like to um, remind, like sometimes you might be like, so where do I tell my testimony? Like, how do I go about even doing that? Um, one of my former pastors used to use this word called Metron, and Metron basically was wherever, if you were at the Walmart, wherever you work, Wherever your day-to-day is, wherever people come to you, where that's your Metron, your life, whoever you're in com- you're, you are um, coming in contact with, those are people that are within your Metron, and those are the people that you can use to share your testimony with. So there, you don't have to be on a pulpit. You don't have to be <laughs> um, in front of a, um, have a whole crowd of people, but it's just whoever you are coming in contact, those are the people that you could be a witness to and tell your testimony. And um, I would like for us also to profess Romans 116, which says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. Um, and also... If you guys remember our Hosea Bible study that we did a few months ago, Um, we talked about Hosea 4 and 6 where it says, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. But one thing that we learned from going through that, um, that the book of Hosea, it's not that the people, that the priests didn't know God. It's not that they didn't know the commandments. They weren't sharing God with the people. So the people didn't have a lack of knowledge, and they were being destroyed by lack of knowledge because no one shared the knowledge with them. The people were keeping it to themselves. They weren't spreading the love of God. So that, with that, I would like to encourage you guys to tell your testimonies, tell about how good God has been in your lives. Um, and then at the, I grew up in a Pentecostal holiness church. And when you would tell your testimony, you would say, When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, (laughs) my soul cries out, hallelujah, I thank God for saving me. And we said that so much. I was Googling, what scripture is that? It's not in the Bible. It's something we used to say. (laughs) And I think it was a song, but that's just how we would open up um, testimony. It's just that way. Um, You don't have to open up using that term. I just thought that was a little fun fact. But you have the floor cat
0: okay um thank you so when you when you reached out to me about some of my testimony I really battled with like okay what part am I going to tell um because I did face something extremely traumatic um okay so we'll start there so with me um I grew up seeing like a lot of domestic violence so I ended up in I ended up entering into a very Um, abusive relationship um and I was in a relationship for about two and a half years um super scared to leave scared to stay um but I knew that I just needed to get out of this relationship so amongst me deciding okay this is what I'm gonna do like I'm gonna leave this relationship I had to get a restraining order out on that person at the time um so After that happened, and I I got the restraining order after a physical altercation. So after that, that's what preceded me to get in the restraining order. Um, And about two weeks after that, um, I was still communicating with this person. So just to kind of explain that a little bit, I was very scared to just completely stop talking to this person because... There was just so much fear built up. And I felt like if I just completely stopped, then this person was going to react in a very negative way. Um, So I did continue to communication, but I just limited it a lot. Um, And about two weeks after that, um, he had called me and he was just like really upset and was like, yo, like you have a person that'll do anything for you, but you just, you know, you are just treating me like you don't want me. Et cetera, et cetera. And I was very, like, argumentative. I'm not going to act like I was not saying things back at this time, because I was. Um, but I just knew, some, like, that day something was different. Like, he was a little rougher than with his verbiage than he normally was. Um, and basically what happened was he attempted, he tried to kill me. Um, and how he did so is... What ended up happening is I ended up getting shot twice. And I actually seen him commit suicide. Um, So when he arrived at my house, it was about, it was July 5th, about, it was 2012. And it was about like 2 o'clock PM. um, And he broke in. Um, He was trying to like force his way in. But we had like glass in the door. And he couldn't like pull the door open. So he ended up busting the glass with the gun and once we were like close maybe like about two feet apart um he actually pulled the gun out and it was like a headshot like we were probably two feet apart and when he pulled the trigger the gun the the bullet jammed so I heard like the loudest click ever um and then I just automatically went into survivor mode so um I was just fighting him for the gun and the first time he shot me it was um in my shoulders like maybe an inch or two away from my spine and then i ran into like another room and then the second time i was shot um i was kind of like i was running so my i just seen my blood splatter all over the wall um and when that happened i just the first shot i had adrenaline so even though it was extremely painful and i can't explain the pain of a bullet um i could still fight in that point but the second shot um it nipped my liver it went through my lungs and it went through my ribs so at this point like my adrenaline was coming all the way down like it was hard for me to breathe um because my lungs were filling up with blood um well one of my lungs is filling up with blood so um I saw my blood just splattered all over the wall and I was just like in a lot of pain and I flipped over like on the bed because I wasn't facing his way um and we just connected we had eye contact and I seen him commit suicide Um, not like a forward shot but a simple shot Um, so that was a very traumatic part of my testimony Um, but I feel like that was and even though I felt like I was happy that God saved me like it was just so much that came after that Um, so just like the depression the anxiety that came after that um, so yes, I was extremely blessed, but at that time I was extremely resentful, resentful towards God. Like it did not make me turn towards God. In fact, I felt like, and this sounds very ungrateful, but I felt like, why did this happen? to have to happen? Um, and I battled a lot of different thoughts. Um, and then I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. So I was prescribed xanax which went from me going to use it as like as needed to completely being addicted um and then battling suicidal thoughts myself and when I battled it um one particular time it really stuck out I was on the highway and this was after I'm a mom so I have a daughter but I was on the highway and I just had this thought like it was really heavy that was like oh you should just drive off the highway because your family has been through enough with you and basically your daughter, I'm my only child, and basically you're, they have your daughter now, so it's okay. And that day I just decided I cannot take this medicine no more like because I'm having suicidal thoughts at this point. So I ended up, instead of weaning off, I just got off. And um, what ended up having, happening is that my body, I started having seizures because of that. because you can't just jump off of a medicine that's that addictive. Um, so I'm trying to wrap it up, Tracy. <laughs> Um, But it took a long journey of me just fighting. Even though God was like completely pursuing me, I fought it because I was frustrated. I was mad. I was angry. I was hurt. It was a lot of different things and none of them were good. Um, But it came to me literally being at the end of myself and just saying, okay, God, like I, I really need you. Um, and literally I could feel his presence completely wrap me up in that moment. Um, so yeah, I can't explain like how it felt, but literally I felt his presence feel the room that I was in and literally
1: wrap me up. Amen, amen. You know, your um, testimony reminded me of a post that I saw um, and the post said that Steve Harvey said it, but he says, when you're going through a process and you feel like you're in hell, why stop in hell? Keep going. So I'm glad that you kept going <laughs> to get out of that whole, um, that whole situation. Um, but how long did it take you to come to Christ? Um, so that happened in
0: 2012. It probably took about six years after that.
1: And the whole, the idea, um, what was um, keeping you away was the anger and the resentment? Right. And um one thing you said is why did this have to happen? So now, why did this have to happen? Number one, I feel
0: like for multiple reasons. Um I don't know if those if the situations that I went through, if they wouldn't happen, I don't know if I would have ever really came to God. Um, because before anything very traumatic happened, I felt like I was okay. Um, and honestly, like the people, not to blame it on people, but like the people who I saw in the church, like even my, my family, um, it just seemed like it was too live. So I was just like, why, why do I want to, you know, like walk with God? That was just like my mindset. Um, so I feel like with the traumas and the different things that I went through with my testimony, it's more so for me to help others. I feel like God can trust me with it because he know I will talk about it. Um, it really doesn't matter what questions a person has, I will answer it um, just to benefit others. So number one, to bring me closer to Christ because I had to hit, hit my lowest in unfortunately, in order to come to him. And then also to really be transparent with others when they are going through the same thing or something similar and they feel like they can't make it through
1: amen and that's why we tell our testimony right there if you need it, any more additional reason because like if you've never gone like think about someone that's trying to tell you like how to parent but they ain't never had no kids <laughs> they're trying to tell you how to cook but they don't know how to cook or I remember this guy was trying to tell me how I can um, lose some weight, but he was like huge, <laughs> and I was like, "Why are you? you I don't want you to, why are you trying to tell me this?" So that's why we go through these things. Um, oh my gosh! And um, one thing else I wanted to ask you: so how did you see God in the situation, like as you're going through, and this guy is shooting you? Like how how did you see like sometimes you going through this craziness? God, I don't know if you are you here? Like what's going? Like, can you look back now? Do you do you see God in that situation in any way, shape, or form? Oh yeah. Um, first of all.
0: And I was trying to like rush through the story. So let me say this, let me add this. So when I first seen him, um I feel like I knew, I mean, obviously he was being used by the enemy, but it was like, I couldn't even recognize his eyes. So it's like, it was like a person that was coming to like a paid assassin, so to speak. Oh my um. So somebody who had no connection, no type of anything for a person, for another person. Um. But even like I said, with the first, um, with the first pulling of the trigger and the bullet being jammed, like, mm-hmm. God had his hand over the whole situation, even when it comes down to where I was shot. Um, it was crazy because I was talking to a nurse about it like maybe two weeks ago and she was like with the liver and the lung, like the areas that I was, they, the bullet penetrated, like even though people may survive it initially, mm-hmm. she hears with her being in the um, health field, she hears stories about people dying from that, like maybe two weeks afterwards or something like that. So God has had his hand he had his hand on the whole situation. Like, he, like so with the jamming of the bullet, with the areas that I was shot, with me seeing somebody that I cared about commit suicide and still have a sound mind. Like, mm-hmm.
1: sound mind. I feel
0: like nobody would know my story unless I told them. Mm-hmm. So even his hand on that, because I'm still like a very exciting, fun person. Like, I don't walk around like a victim. Um, so God has completely had his hand on my story and on my life um throughout the whole situation
1: you definitely do not look like what you've been through (laughs) not at all I never would have guessed never would have guessed I knew you had it this morning but I don't think I've ever heard it before I did read that article but I didn't that's um that's amazing what you've gone through um does anybody else have any questions for Kat or how 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 have you been encouraged by her telling her testimony
2: and anyone can speak. Okay. Yes. Um, hi,
1: everybody. Um,
2: my name is LaToya, and I really wanna commend Kat for telling her story because that's very courageous of her to do. Mm-hmm. I have a story similar, but not quite as, uh, not quite the same. Uh, the, um, my daughter had passed away about in 2018 And for a long time, I couldn't talk about it. And um, she died from seizures. She had just graduated from high school on her way to college. um, And her birthday was coming up in just a couple of weeks. And it was just so traumatic for me. But in the same breath, how how Kat was talking about, you know, (coughs) she kind of turned away from God at the time. My, my, um, my issue made me run to him because I had lost so much. I had got down to almost 100 pounds. I mean, I lost my job. I started drinking. I just started going spiraling down the wrong path. And um, I came, my mother was a minister. So I had the, the word of the Lord in me. And I always kept running, 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 running. And like, I, he just snatched everything from me. I I, would, I used to be saving. Then I had backslidden. I got married and divorced. <clears throat> and when I got divorced, I picked everything back up. Like I had never stopped smoking and drinking. And, you know, I guess he just said, this is time. And, and I questioned him like, you know, God, why? But looking at everything, I could see where he had his hand over my life, over, over everything that I've been doing, how he saved me, how he rescued me and I just had to trust him. I know you have a good reason for doing this, Lord, even though my heart is broken, and I still deal with that. Um, But my my incident, my predicament, just made me run to him because he is the only one that could understand and comfort me. I couldn't go to anybody and, just like you were saying, Kat, there's nobody that's gonna understand what you're talking about because they haven't lived it. So just like you, I feel like I've gone through this and I know exactly what somebody else is feeling like if they've ever lost a child. <clears throat> and I believe that I'm I'm there. I'm not as strong, but I'm going to be strong enough, you know, to help somebody else through this. It's just a horrific situation. And I, I just love helping people anyway. And I think I, I've gone through that and I can help someone else through it because I had so many questions and now I know. And it was just so bad, but I am so much better. And I'm so happy. I'm not so happy that this happened to me, but I'm so happy that, you know, he made me see who, who he is and who to rely on and who to turn to, because I'll never turn my back on him again. Amen. Yeah. So I just want to commend you. This this you know, a courageous story to tell. Oh my goodness, when you think you've gone through something, somebody else has gone through something
1: just as worse. So is there someone that has been encouraged by Latoya's story as well? And would like to say something and speak?
3: I, I can, I'm encouraged by Latoya and Kat's story. Um, and I have a similar story not about abuse for myself, but, um, thinking about it still makes me nauseous, but my brother was killed in 2016. Um, he was 18. And I, I remember, um, feeling just how you felt cat. I was just so angry with God because I grew up in the church and I was saved and I was just disappointed. I'm like, God, you ain't get this one. Right. You did not get this one right. And still to this day, we don't know who killed my brother. He was in a part, he was at a party and someone had a semi-automatic and they shot up the party. And when I think back um, to events that happened prior to, my brother was staying with me and we, would, we had went out with my mom. We had a movie date and we went to church and he said, Nene, he said, um, are you saved? And I said, yes. And he just had all these questions about God. And I, and I believe in my spirit that God had been speaking to him prior to this whole thing. And that was in July and he died Halloween, October um, of 2016. So I'm just so thankful to Kat for sharing her story and Latoya for sharing her story, because even in our hurt places, God has stepped in and we have just, we're able to learn and to grow from one, one another. And I think a lot of times people don't talk about being angry with God or being disappointed because it feels like that thing you shouldn't say when you're a Christian. Um, But I was, and I pulled away from God. I was smoking, I was drinking. I made my own excuses on what was going to make me feel good because that was my baby brother. And now it's just me and my mom. And I just was like, God, he didn't even have the rest of his life to live. He didn't make it to graduation. He didn't make it to prom. Um, And he wasn't a bad kid. So I definitely can relate to being just like, God, I know you're supposed to love me, but why did you, why did this happen? And I and honestly, to this day, I still can't answer that question, but what I can say is that I do love God, and I know that he loves me, and I know that while I may not have all the pieces now, um, I know that there's a reason for every season that I've experienced in my life, and I'm just thankful that he has brought me to this place to be able to fellowship with women and men that are part of this group that have been so transparent with their walk with God. And that has freed me to be transparent with my walk with God. So that's my testimony.
1: That's so beautiful and that's it right there. When we free ourselves through our testimony and getting it out there instead of bottling it in, we are freeing somebody else. We are freeing, and when you say get angry, I've been, who in here has been angry with God before about a situation? You know, it might just be me. <laughs> to ask God, why? Girl, God, I'm your girl. Like, I thought we were cool. Why did this have to have, like, i just be like, oh my gosh, you were my father. My father would not let that certain things happen. <laughs> you know? And, but he is still, there's always a purpose in that. This, has anybody been blessed or encouraged by something either one of these ladies have said and would like to um, chime in? And also I would like to ask um, Latoya, how, can, how, how, how do you see God um, in the situation with your daughter? I I don't have any kids, so I can't imagine giving birth to a kid. I can't imagine that kid passing. Because when you go through a process and you have a child, your thinking is going to be that I'm going to outlive that child. I'm going to see that child into old age. I'm going to have grandkids. Like, How do you, if you don't mind, um, how did you see, or do you see God in the situation?
2: Well, it's definitely very hard to even envision something just like, um, Ty was talking about you know why 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 those are answers that we'll never get so I try to find this something that is uplifting for me um when I think about what happened and going back to that day is always so sad it's like reliving it all over again but um you know I just think that God Took her because of his own reasons I don't think anything negative of it you know is selfish of me I'm I'm think I'm always going to be feeling a little bit selfish because she was my only child um and I don't have any other children and I'll never be a grandmother and i you know there's so many things that I'll never be now so um you know I in my mind I say you know what She was just innocent. I'll see her again. I'll see my mother again. And I go on. When I go outside, I get some sunshine for me and her, you know? And I look up to the sky. That's my God. And I am his and he is mine. And I know that he gives life and he takes it away. And whatever the the reason is, we will never know that. So I just find a better way to think of it. And um, I ask the Holy Spirit just to heal me feel my hurts because I used to not be able to talk about it at all (laughs) Um, and it's only been two years and it's still just very too soon for me for a lot of things but I'm I'm getting better with it I miss her all the time of course uh but if I don't think if if it wasn't for that I think I would have still been out here uh trying to serve two masters because I had one foot in the door and one foot out. I was drinking and driving and just living it up, uh, being pleasure, uh, finding my own pleasures. And um, when I started doing that, I got my, I lost my job, I lost my car. um, I went to jail, then I lost my daughter. I, I had lost everything except for my place to live. And that's all the way down to the bottom. I had literally nowhere to turn to except to look up to God. He's the one that I needed to put my eyes on anyway. Um, I don't have my parents anymore. It's just me and my brothers and sisters. And my mother can't pray for me anymore. So I had to start praying for myself. I mean, you know, it's time. It's time for a lot of people. So I just I just think about the pleasantries of it. I find a couple of things that I like to see, a couple of pictures that I like to, to look at, and I focus on those memories. <clears throat> and I keep it right there.
1: Oh my God. You have strengthened me, Latoya. One of my favorite <laughs> scriptures is be strong and courageous. Um, you know, because God would never leave us nor forsake us. Um, but I think of the things that I've had to. Call myself being strong for, and it does not cap cap any of you guys' stories at all. Like I can't even. I need to stop complaining altogether. <laughs> like after hearing your you guys' story, I don't know what. I need to get my life together in that area. I'm not sure why I've been complaining. Period. Oh my God. You guys are truly strong. I really appreciate your stories. I thank you guys for your stories. Um, the ladies are in the comments. Be sure to read them. They um a lot of people are saying thank you guys um and for your stories and thanks for sharing. Thanks for being transparent, thanks for being open, because your stories truly free people. Um, and even not just on tonight, where you are, um, where we're kind of here for a, a testimony style um, Bible study, but like as you're out and with your friends, you know, be real about your testimonies. Don't hold that stuff in. Tell somebody because you don't know who you will free. You know, I knew that we're, we're going to come here tonight and have a testimony service, but I was thinking it was going to be a lot lighter than this. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but there has been true freedom, even on my, like, oh, my God, in my heart, like, I could not have expected this. Are you, or do, is anyone else feeling a sort of, a re, like, you've told these hard stories, but there's still a sense of relief in my heart. I don't even know what it is or explaining it, but, like, just a sense of, uh, like, a, almost a freeing spirit to hear somebody else's story, to say how someone has gone through so many things, but yet they know God is with them, but yet they know God is not forsaking them, but yet they know the best place to do is to continue to press towards the mark of the prize of the higher calling. (laughs) Like that is such a blessing. That is such a blessing, a true blessing. Does anyone else have a testimony they would like to share? Anyone else have a testimony they would like to share or um, add in, chime in in any way? It is open. The floor is open to you. Um, and it looks like Jonathan just came in. and I'll just tell you that we um, went over Revelation 12. And um, the, key, uh, the key Bible scripture from Revelation 12 was um, that we were, were overcome by the power of our testimony. Um, and we had Kat come and give her testimony. Um, in, which was able to be a blessing to Latoya, as well as Ty. All their testimonies kind of um, tied in, where they had re- they experienced death in very different situations. Cat um, being in a room where her um, uh, ex was committing suicide and tried to kill her, shot twice. Taking medicines, those medicines giving her. Um, Suicidal thoughts to want to possibly leave her being an only child and ready to leave her daughter to her parents, which opened up Latoya Harris's testimony where she had just one daughter and her daughter was killed just two short years ago and how she is still overcoming. Um, and in both those situations, they're able to see God within that situation and lean closer to God. And then Ty came in and spoke about how she kind of felt some of the anger that those ladies were feeling as well through the death of her brother who just so happened to be at a party and someone has a gun and shoots up the party and he's no longer here to be with us. And how sometimes we can think, God, why us? Why me? Why do I have to go through this? Why did he, why not, why him? Why not someone else or something? And those testimonies have been freeing to myself um, a lot of, and to a lot of other peoples that, um, that persons that are in the comments. Um, so we definitely thank them for their openness, their transparency, and their testimonies. Um, a heavy night, but definitely a free night to have these ladies open up um, so much. I have the shakes now. <sighs> have the shakes. And ladies, everybody, definitely add each one of these ladies that have given their testimony. Add them to your prayer list. Make sure that we're keeping them prayed up. Their stories were pretty heavy. I, I, I God told me to come up with testimony gladness based off of the idea of March Madness, a, a basketball game. When I tell you I was not really expecting it to be super so heavy i just was thinking like oh my god you know yeah like you're a weekly testimony service that we would have every sunday and um you guys have truly just poured your hearts out and that probably wasn't even your whole heart but parts that what needed to be said on tonight was said on tonight Um, and i thank you guys for that i thank you guys for that so much Um, is this a new group my brother introduced me
2: to this group and um it was and when I first got on a couple of weeks ago it was a co-ed but oh. tonight he said this was um kings and Ki- queens
1: or something mm-hmm. like that yes so so, kind of like the same thing um tonight was kings and queens bible study kings and queens bible study is every first thursday of each month um we have different types of bible study each week um, but each Bible study is every um, every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 PM. Um, generally, if you come on a Thursday, it's a co-ed Bible study. Um, the first Tuesday in the month is women's Bible study. The second Tuesday is like a advanced Bible study. Um, and then the third Tuesday is, a, um, I think it's couples. So if you're in a relationship um, of any kind, I think you can go to that one. There's a men's Bible study. Um, Jonathan would have to tell you when that is. Um, and then Jonathan has his own Bible study as well. I think that's the third Thursday of the month. So it's just various Bible studies and his is a co-ed Bible study as well. Um, so it's various Bible studies every Tuesday, every Thursday, 7pm. Um, And if you go to stolenlunches.org, there should be a calendar there that tells you what Bible study is um, in process, as well as in the group meet. Um, If you're in our group meets, um, you could go to stolenlunches.org to join the group meet. Um, It should be on the calendar as well. You could check the calendar to see which um, event is coming up. And on Monday and Wednesdays at 6 a.m., we have prayer. We have prayer, um, and also on stolenlaunches.org, if you guys are ever feeling like you need prayer for any reason, go on there and put in your prayer requests and they will pray for you. Um, on um, They have the regular prayer team that will pray for you. And then on Mondays and Wednesdays, they generally pray over those prayer requests as well. And Kat, who gave her testimony tonight, um, she is on the prayer team and she is a prayer warrior and can go in for y'all, okay. So I want to thank everybody for coming on out tonight. Um, I want to remind you that Give Blessing Bags, um, we have one this Saturday. It's the first Saturday of every month. Um, So this Saturday, they have um, our March service. I think the sign-ups are pretty full, um, but April sign-ups are also online at stolenlunches.org slash Give Blessing Bags. I can go to GiveBlessingBags.org directly um, and sign up for April. And that's basically where we pack bags for the homeless people. Um, We go out, um, and Joanne and I, we used to go out every first um, Saturday, or excuse me, Friday as well with Dream Center. And um, a lot of times we would give out those blessing bags as well. So when we, we had testimony service, and I just brought this up to say that even when we were giving out those blessing bags, a lot of times, you can get, we will get, talk to the person, but they will tell us their testimony and um, how they came to Christ or how they got into their situation or something like that. And we tell our testimony to them too. There is no sort, there's like no type of rhyme or reason of who to give your testimony to, but whomever will listen, that's who you give it to. <laughs> because you just don't know how you um, will free somebody. And sometimes when you're giving someone one of these blessing bags that have hygiene products and food, that they may need a lot of times with them telling their life story they they bless me <laughs> you know they blessed us the people that are giving out those bags so we really you just never know um just and giving a bag praying over the items that you're donating how it can really help others okay so just be sure if you haven't already um try to commit to at least one time signing up for a give blessing bag event um and it would just really we'll greatly appreciate that so, um, um, for pray out Jonathan, would you like to pray out since you <laughs> are in the room and like to pray Are <laughs> right here? If he's on.
4: I am in the room and I will not mind praying. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for that. Um, father God, thank you so much that we have just come to you, uh, with open hearts. So oh God with open minds, oh God, just to, just to hear your word and just to, um, basking your glory oh god just to thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives everything that you're um, going to do god we thank you in advance and thank you for what you're doing right now as well oh god so thank you so much for turning our situations around oh god from turmoil to um, to just basking in you oh god just thanking you oh god thank you so much that you are you gave us you saw fit to give us another chance oh god you saw fit to to breathe new air in our lungs oh god you, you saw fit to escape Help us escape situations that uh, that didn't mean you any good, oh God. And we pray that every single situation that we come up against um, in the future, oh God, that if it means us no good, if it doesn't um, add glory to your name, oh God, we ask you remove it away from us right now, oh God. Search us deep right now, oh God. And if you find anything displeasing in your sight right now, we ask that you remove it away. Purge us, oh God. Right now, that anything that doesn't look like you, we ask that you remove it away, oh God. Thank you so much for saving us, oh God. Thank you so much for protecting us as we move forward, oh God. Thank you so much for loving us like no other can love us, oh God. Thank you so much for trusting us with this life, oh God. Thank you so much for caring for us, oh God. Thank you so much for having patience with us, oh God. Thank you for um for giving us and giving us a second chance, oh God, in life, even when we mess up, oh God. Thank you so much. You don't even hold it against us, oh God. And thank you so much that we don't look like what we've been through, oh God. Thank you so much just for your son, Jesus. Is sitting on the right hand of the Father saying, Don't give up on us, oh God, saying, Give us another chance, oh God, and and just trusting that we will do your work, do and Um, Do your will, oh God. So thank you for that, oh God. Thank you for our families, oh God. Come to our houses and purge anything that's not like you, oh God. Come to our jobs and purge anything that's not like you, oh God. Come to our, our cars, our community, oh God, and purge anything that's not like you, oh God. For we want to be like you. We want to honor you, oh God. We want to walk like you. We want to talk like you. We want to love like you, oh God. We want to trust like you, oh God. And thank you so much that the people that has. Maybe seen um, that love has fleed away from them. Oh God, teach them. Teach them that they will love again. Oh God, just show them that there is no love like the love that you provide. Oh God, teach us to trust others again. Oh God, teach us to. Um, just to care for one another again, oh God. So whatever that situation looks like, oh God, we ask you just work it out. We take every trial, we take every tribulation, we take every heartache, we take every heartbreak, oh God. Anything from our past, we place it at your feet and we say, work it out, oh God. We take our finances and we say, work it out, oh God. We take our homes and we say, work it out, oh God. Relationships, oh God, we say, work it out, oh God. We don't want anything that wasn't sent by you, oh God. And we will forever give your name the glory. And this is the matchless and mighty name of Jesus that we pray, amen.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in into our Stolen Lunches podcast. To get connected, log on to stolenlunches.org. We also have numerous online faith community groups that are waiting for you. We are active in these groups all day, every day, praying for you, celebrating you, walking and doing life with you. We have women, men, co-eds and our cool couples community. Again,
4: all details, stolenlunches.org.